Well, happy Monday, church family. Uh, this is uh, Ezra chapter 2, verse, chapter 2, um, part 1. And uh, this is either the, either the most interesting or most hilarious uh, episode or uh, part, mainly because it's a list of genealogies. It's just a list of names. Uh, and it's funny because I'm going to try to read some most or if not all of these names and uh, I'm pretty sure I'll mess up most of their names. Uh, but I think it is important that we study this. Um, scripture tells us that all scripture is breathed out by God and it is for our good. Um, and it's designed to equip us to be more like our Heavenly Father is Second Timothy 3.16, uh, Psalm 119. Uh, Psalm 118, verse 9, let me turn it real quick, tells us the importance and the supremacy of God's work in the life of believer. Psalm 19, verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping according to the word. Psalm 118, verse 160, here he says, some of your word is truth and every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. Uh, in fact, uh, Deuteronomy 29.29 tells us that the secret things belong to the Lord, but what belongs to what is revealed to us, that's what belongs to us. And in that context, what is revealed to Moses and Israelites is, is the Word of God, the Torah. Uh, the, uh, these things were designed, um, all of God's Word is really designed for us to, to know uh, the Lord, and we're called to meditate upon these things. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 12 tells us that we need to renew our minds. Uh, that we need to constantly have uh, in our minds and, and constantly dwelling upon our mind uh, the Word of God. And even Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 to 7, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that His divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. For by these He has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having, established, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence and in your moral excellence knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and, your, and in your self-control, perseverance, and your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and your brotherly kindness, love. Um... So, you know, this, these are just a few handful of verses that speaks on the importance of God's word. And it's oftentimes, uh, when we get to these chapters, when it goes to genealogy, it's kind of hard to imagine how that is the case. Like, how can we uh, use things like um, genealogies to apply to our lives? Um, but yet, we know if all scripture is breathed out by God, and this will sort of reveal us a little bit more about the Lord, and this will give us a little bit of what we're supposed to, we're supposed to understand God more, and we're supposed to even understand how, how humanity is supposed to be. He gave us this list for a particular reason. And this isn't the only genealogy uh, in the Bible. We know that the Gospels have, uh, two of the Gospels have a genealogy. Later on in Ezra, I think chapter 8, Ezra chapter... Oh, no, Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah chapter 7, there's a list of other of, of genealogies as well, and a list of names and everything. So uh, it is very tempting for us whenever we get to these passages just to dismiss it all together. 
But in reality, this is part of God's word. And, this, and although this is part of what we would often just kind of glance over, see as the dry parts of scripture, it is still scripture. Um, so what are the importance of these type of lists or genealogies? And even numbers in the beginning and, and the end of numbers have a list of numbers. The first 11 chapters of First Chronicles have a list of names as well. Well, why do we need to study it? The first, the most obvious reason, and first reason is that it's in the Bible. As I just listed earlier, all of the verses that uh, that I've, I've that I brought up from like Second Timothy to Psalm nineteen and all of that, it's in the Bible. So we should know it. Uh, we don't need to. I don't. I think if I'm curious on those that say like they try and memorize most of the Bible, how they would do this, because this is really interesting to try and memorize. There should be like a challenge to see if anyone can either read this accurately or memorize Ezra chapter 2. I'm sure most people do not memorize Ezra chapter 2 as a way to meditate. Uh, but at the same time, Ezra chapter 2 does reveal a lot, and, and even all the other genealogies does reveal a lot about who the Lord is. And all of Scripture is inspired by God, is breathed out by the Lord, and it is for our edification. That's the first reason. Why do we, why do we uh, read, and why, do we, why should we care about these type of lists and genealogies and things like that? It's because it's in the Bible. Uh, second reason it's it's important to man uh, in the Jewish mind this is like a list of history you know these are uh, uh, details that are important because they need to know who uh, belo- who deserves to have what land or who is which part which tribe and um, you know these things are these record keeping is designed um, to show uh, the world that they that each and every single one of them matter and even for us we understand that the Jews uh, are God's chosen people and they are <clears throat> and he allowed them uh, to record, uh, he allowed the authors of scripture to record each and every single one of them so that the Jews will know uh, where they're from, at least in the Old Testament time. They're supposed to be able to identify where they're from and uh, what tribe they belong to so they could get a sense of identity because at the end, all of their identity is rooted in the covenant relationship that God has with man. So that's uh, why they keep genealogies so so you can have a record of tracing yourself as a Jewish person all the way back to Adam and all the way back to the covenants that God has made uh, with his people. So it's first is in the Bible, second is important to man, third is important to God. Obviously it's important to him because he allowed us to have this. Uh, he, he inspired the writers to do this and he did this so that we could know him. Uh, he's a precise God. And even though this list is not um, perfect, and, and by that I mean uh, it doesn't have every little detail because you just see it's like the son of so-and-so with, all, with a number. It doesn't give all 2,000 or 3,000 or whatever number amount of people. They don't, it doesn't give all their names. Um, but God knows it. And he, he just gives like a kind of like a general summary with the intent uh, because he, he, he wants us to know. He wants us to know uh, these things because it's, it matters to him. Um, he wants us to see how ultimately how he protects his line. That everything that he does is is moving towards the cross, and everything after it flows out of the cross. Um, so yeah, the Old Testament is supposed to be a, a history book of sorts of tracing down their lineage to our Messiah. So that's why it's important uh, to the Lord. Those who are study who study Scripture should know uh, in the in the Old Testament time and the New Testament time, and even for our time, as they study through the Old Testament, they should see this. Uh, well, I'll just call it like a like a like a red line, like a like a bloodline that goes down from Adam all the way to Jesus, and it, and all of these genealogies are are to kind of bridge the gap between one era to the next. So I'm going to try to read uh, all of these uh, as best as I can, and then this week we'll just look at some application. But uh, I'm not, as I'm reading through these, 
understand that like these are um i'm not gonna, i'm just gonna mess up the names at times but uh but they, these are important these are actually the only time this in all of the podcasts and episodes i do the only thing that's actually infallible are the words of god everything else around it is 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 not infallible. It's possible that I could make mistakes or, or misinterpret something. Uh, hopefully not. But, uh, but the only time where in these in this podcast and every even ser- and even every sermon that actually is infallible is when the preacher reads uh, the word of God. So Ezra chapter two, verse one. Now these are the people of the province who came up out of captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon had carried away to Babylon and returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his city. These came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Zerahiah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilasha, Mizfar, Bigvi, Reham, and Benah. Now, this Mordecai here in chapter two, in verse chapter two, verse two, is not the same Mordecai as the one in the book of Esther. And the reason why that is is because these people went back to Jerusalem, where Mordecai is still in uh, Persia. So that's why I, I don't believe it's the same person. Uh, verse 2, the number of these men of the people of Israel, the sons of Parosh, 2,172, the son of Sephathah, 372, the, son of, the sons of Arah, 775, the sons of Pithnah, Moab, the sons of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, the sons of Elam, 1,254, the sons of Zatu, 945, the sons of Zakai, 760, the sons of Benai, 642, the sons of Bibai, 623, the sons of Asgad, 1,222, the sons of Avdokim, 666, poor Avdokim, <laughs> the sons of Bigvi, 2,056, the sons of Adin, 454, the sons of Atar of Hezekiah, 98, the sons of Bezai, 323, the sons of Jorah, 112, the sons of Hashem, 223, the sons of Gibber, 95, the sons of Bethlehem, 123, the sons of Neftohapha, uh, 56, the sons of Antothoth, 128, the sons of Asmaveh, 42, the sons of Karim, Arim, Sharatha, and Biroth, 743, the sons of Ramah, okay, actually, so from, so from uh, verse 2 to 24, these are all actually names of tribes and people, like, these are, like, the last names, starting from verse 25 and, and on, these are actually places, so the first 25 the first twenty, first two to twenty-four. These are names of people that are uh, that they recognize. They like they're going back in exile. They can prove that okay, I'm from this tribe. My last name's from here, or I'm, or I'm from this family. Starting here, some people may not know where they're from, but uh, from at least from twenty-five, twenty, twenty-six to twenty to thirty-five. These are like places like oh, these are people that did not know their family lineage, but at least they knew where they're from. So it's kind of like well, I don't know which what my family name is, but I know I'm from San Francisco or I'm, I know I'm from Daly City. I know, you know, so that kind of narrows it down a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on here from 26 to 35. Um, the sons of Ramah and Geba, 621. The sons of Mekim, uh, Mikmas, 120, 122. The sons of Bethel and Ai, 223. The sons of Nabo, 52. The sons of Magvish, 156. The sons of Other Elam, 1,254. The sons of Harim, 320. The sons of Lod, Hadid and Ono, 725. The, son, the men of Jericho, 345. The sons of Sanat, 3,630. Verse 36. The priests, the sons of Jedediah, the house of Jeshua, 973. The sons of Imar, 1,052. The sons of Pishur, 1,247. The sons of Harim, 1,017. The Levites, the son of Jeshua, the, the 
Kad Mil, of the sons of Haduvah, 74, the singers, the sons of Ashvah, 128, the sons of the gatekeeper, the sons of Shalom, the sons of Atter, the sons of Talmud, the sons of Akbukuv, the sons of Hatat, the sons of Shobai, in all, 139. So uh, that's all the priests that they could come up with. Like when they, they know that they're from priests of the line of Levites, these are the people that can uh, basically do the, uh, the offering and sacrificial systems. So from 43 to 54, I'm just going to summarize at this point. These are actually all the people that are, um, these are Jewish people that have Gentile names. Now, some people debate in terms of trying to figure out what are, why are they, why do these Jews have Gentile names? So it could be one of two interpretations. One, it could be the Jewish people that, uh, that just adopted, uh, uh, that adopted like uh, names from the Babylonians. Uh, They took uh, Gentile names and then that's, you know, that's who they are. Others think that is it could be Gentiles that were proselytized into Judaism. You know, they they, they, they took the, the covenant and they did the circumcision. They became part of the covenant. Um, so depending on your interpretation, that's what 43 to 54 is about. And uh, you, I, I think, I hold to the view that it's probably the Jewish people that just had Gentile names. Um, so if you read all these names, it's like, it's kind of, this will be like Ar, uh, Aramaic names. Uh, 55 to... Fifty-seven. These are all of um, these are all the sons, uh, Solomon's servants, uh, and these were designed not like to do things in the temple like the priests, but they're supposed to do <clears throat> secular tasks. So they would make like relationships to 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 people that were outside of of Israel. Um, and then fifty-eight. All the temple servants and the sons of Solomon's servants were three hundred ninety-two. Now these are the ones who. Now, these are those who came up from Tel-Melah, Tel-Harsha, Cherub, Adah, and Imar, but they had, were not able to give evidence of their father's household and their descendants wherever they were of Israel, whether they were of Israel. The sons of Deliah, the sons of Tobai, the sons of Nekoda, 652. So now there's just some people that claim, oh, I'm a Jewish person, but they cannot prove it. It's like if they're trying to cross a border, they don't have their passport. There's no way for them to prove that they're actually from whatever country that they're in or from. 61. Uh, of the sons of priests, the sons of Hebediah, the sons of Hascot, the sons of Baz- Barzila, who took a wife from the daughters of Barzila in Gilead, and he was called by their name. These searched among their ancestral registration, but they could not be located. Therefore, they were considered unclean, excluded from the priesthood. And the governor said to them, What? They should not eat from the most holy things until a priest stood up with the umum and thum. So the umum and thumum, it's it's uh, back then in the uh, in the Old Testament time. It's kind of like that's kind of like casting lots, but not really. But the idea is that they're supposed to, uh, in order to discern the will of God, they would have these almost like dice kind of things that would say that would tell them like if this is right or this is wrong. Um, and they believe that God is sovereign over the dice or whatever these two things are. Uh, the priest will use it to discern one or the other. So these people cannot uh, prove that they're from uh, the line of like a priestly line. So then they say, okay, we'll wait for the ones who are for sure are from the priestly line. They will use this umum and thumum to figure it out for them. Uh, 64. The whole assembly numbered 42,360 besides their male and female servants who numbered 7,337 and they had 200 singers, men and women. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, their donkeys 6,720. Some of the heads of the father's household when they arrived at the house of 
the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, offer willingly for the house of God to restore it on its foundation. According to the ability they gave to the treasury for the work, 61,000 gold drachmas and 5,000 silver minas and 100 priestly garments. Now the priests and the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants live in cities in all Israel in their cities. So uh, what's going on here is basically they're just listing all of these people that are going back in. Uh, list every single one that that decided. Remember at the, in the end of verse chapter 1, they say like, okay, uh, Cyrus gives his decree, like whoever wants to go back, go back. These are the list of people that decided to go back. And... Uh, and, gave, and this is a, it's, you know, if you're reading it, it seems like a really huge number. But if you actually count them all, it's actually a small number in relative to all the Jews out there. But yet the Lord chose to use this group of people to help rebuild the, t uh, the temple and ultimately preserve um, the Jewish people and the line that and the, the Davidic line and everything else. Um, so God is gracious in that way. So how are we to apply this into our life? This week we'll look at three application points in terms of how what God uh, knows about his people. First is God knows his people by name. Our God knows his people by name. And necessarily, this is a general list. It's not complete. Uh, but God knows each and every single one of them. This is just a list from our finite minds. But the Lord knows every single one of them. So that's the first point that we look at this week and why that's important. God knows his people by name. Second, God uses his people um, that are small in number. Uh, again, as I said earlier, if you count, it looks like there's a lot of people here, but if you count it in total, it's actually not that much, not that, not as, um, not that many people. Um, but yet God doesn't care he, about numbers. He, he actually prefers using small amount of people to, 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 to display his power and glory. And then, uh, our last application for Thursday would be that God expects his people to worship in a particular way. Uh, we'll see that, uh, we'll, we'll draw some more of that at the end from verse 61 to 70 about just the priests and uh, those that were removed and how the Lord is a God that is a particular God. He's a particular God and he expects to be worshipped in a certain way and why that's actually a good thing, not just for the Israelites, but also for the church as well. Again, this is a, it could be a very dry chapter. I understand that. But even these dry parts um, they're supposed to show us a little bit about how great our God is. And that's what I hope to accomplish, not just with this chapter, but every single one of these episodes, is that at the end, we look at, we listen to these things, or we read God's word, and we can't help but marvel about how great our God is. Look forward to the study with you this week. Have a good Monday. Take care.